0: What's up, George? What's going on in the house of Chris tonight? In the house of Chris tonight, we have Mr. Kurt Sasso. He is a fellow podcaster. He's got a podcast called Two Geeks Talking, and we're going to be talking to him about his journey into the whole uh, podcasting world that we share. We're going to be talking to him about that, and then we're just going to be you know, shooting the stuff, talking about mm. what we're doing and what's going on in the next couple of weeks, all that fun stuff. Coming up next.
1: Let's get it. Do it. <laughs> Show for independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote To your fans with the dream on Medina and Sam the crazy man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your man's listen to us on the go. Updated and week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to catch the craze. If you are an independent cast the craze. craze. Making moves on your own, catch the craze! On your crying in the streets, catch the craze! Join the movement, catch the craze! Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now, you know you wanna do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host
0: with the most, I'm the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George the Dreamer, Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. We are live on a Tuesday night, and we're doing this because our guest tonight, Mr. Kurt uh, Kurt Sasso, was promoting the fact that he was going to be on the show tonight. And so we decided, you know what, we got to go live because originally we were going to pre record it. But how yes. bad had that have been? If we would have pre recorded it. I
1: know. It? He's telling everyone he's
0: going to be live. So here we are. We are live with another double episode. J- we're going to be live actually tomorrow night as well with a double double decker, double duty we're doing tomorrow. Double duty. Yeah, we got Rodney Fike and we got Mr. Sebastian Bonet tomorrow. What up, Mike? Yay. Michael San Martino's in the house. But if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Give Bird. us a like, comment below, hit the bell so that you know when we are going live. In the case that we it do things like this, we just go live randomly. Right? Yeah. Exactly, ring, ring the bell, ring the bell. the bell. Big shout out to everyone who has already subscribed. We are on our on the road to a thousand, dude. Like, Bird. you know, we're stalling. You know, we're going forward. We take a couple of steps
1: back. Yeah, we will shoving this. Yo, I yeah. got. I got. You got to hold me back because I'm
0: going to go in on some of this. I know. <laughs> I, hold I, know. Back. I, know. I know, Sam. Yeah. Sam, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we are, you know, it's, it's like, it's like this and then back and like this and back. So yeah, man, well, yo, why you keep dipping blast. on us, it's man? This is ridiculous. Subscribe and stay with us. Stay with you us. You got nothing it's but love with the indie ride.
1: community and you keep dipping fun on ride. us. What's up with it's
0: that? It's fun ride. Yeah. if you want to, you want to know more about indies. Listen, we had a great show last week. Mr. San Martino was on the show last week with his and book. And check out the Watson the Box for Tech the Gods this Saturday. Oh, this Saturday. Look
1: at that. The God's. God's I put it back because I like San Martino. So I bought it back <laughs> because of San Martino and because yeah. of um, Christian Alawas. So uh, this Saturday, What's in the Box? Take the Gods number three. Yeah, Next yeah. week, Saturday, What's in the Box? With Christian's Alawas art book.
0: So check weekend it out. Specials, um, weekend specials. Yeah. Weekend specials. What up, Grant this Lankert? Up Grant Big shout out to house. you. Yes, yeah, Saturday, Yay. Saturday Big shout out to everyone who supports the channel. Uh, Sugar cane, I'm supporting his uh, his uh, his product over here. Check it out. Go to his website. It's not this hasn't been. A, he's not a sponsor, but uh, but he is doing that. And I also wanted to give a quick shout out before we get into what we're doing, Sammy, to uh, to our friend Paul Hayden, who has ASAP Imagination. His uh, his two year anniversary is coming up at the end of the month, mm. August 25th and 26th, I believe. He's got any one Comic Con. And uh, we try to play his his uh, uh, something that he sent us, but it had music, which he did fix. And I, I don't know if he sent it to you yet, but yeah, we'll be we'll be airing that uh, tomorrow. But yeah, check him out. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you go on the on the on the uh, on his uh, channel and check that out. And don't forget to check out Technogods and check out Saturday for the uh, for the that what's in the box. That was what's in the box. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, for me to come out of retirement, you know, you got to be something special, you know. Retire so I, you know, I'm a, fa- why I'm a fan. That? Why did you retire
0: that? What do you mean? What what happened? You got busy. I'll tell
1: you why I retired it. Yeah. What happened? And this is gonna be this is gonna be very controversial because I was doing what's in the box featuring a lot of independent creators that they weren't even promoting it to their supporters. So I'm like, yo, I'm showing you love by, g- by trying to give you spotlight on your creation. And you're not even reposting it. You're not even promoting it. So I was like, you know what? Cancel. Cancel culture, oh, <laughs> damn, damn. You know, so I know that so, like Christian Alawas. I know that Michael San Martino, they these, do their due diligence, they, they you know they show the love back, they go out and they promote it to their fan base,
0: they're, they're hustlers. So wow, uh, you wow. know, I was like, you know what? I'll come back for you. Well, see, this is the thing. You, you ever heard the saying you could take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? Like, <laughs> we can showcase all of your work, we can we can build this channel. And we can have, you know, six hundred and seventeen people, not that they watch it at the same time, but, you know, they, they they come in and out, watch your stuff. But if you're not promoting the fact that you're going to be on this show, What's nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. So yeah. you definitely want to promote the fact that you're going to be on any show, dude, like on any yeah. show. Because, you so know, we- when we
1: promote any show that we do, we promote it on all the social media platforms that we're on. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm so that I'm, so I'm everybody who follows this.
1: us. I mean, when I when you take all of my social media platforms and you put the, the head count collectively together, it's about six thousand people. So, you know, when it when we're promoting it, we're trying to get as many people to know about you. And if when you can't return that favor and say, Yo, I'm gonna be on this show, oh yo, they just featured my book on this, then you know, then then what's the sense? Then what's gonna happen is it's like, you know what? We've had you on the show before, you never promoted one. Time that you were on the show. What's what? What's in it for us? It's got to be a relationship. So why should we have you back on if Uh you're not going to do your part?
0: Yeah. So that's why I was retired, huh? Now we know. That's why I was retired. You know, I was like, you know what? I feel. So so, so it's going to be. So so. What's in the box is going to be exclusive now. It's going to be exclusive. Very exclusive. Yeah. Only if you promote, shall you have your book reviewed on What's in the Box? I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna take an hour out of my day. To shine a light and show you love, Ooh, I expect that love in return. You know, it's it's like it's it's like you know, it reminds me of that one chick in high school that you you you're buying flowers for and candy and all that stuff, and she's ignoring the hell out of you until you get the until you finally realize yo, she's not into me, right? It's the same thing, you know. She's, she's you know, she's going on a date with you, eating, you know, eating up the food and ordering on the menu. I'll have this, I'll have this. It doesn't take your calls. I'm like, oh hell no.
0: Wow. Only VIPs. <laughs> That's right, Mike. Only VIPs. Yes, I'm yes, going into a dark place. You know what movie I saw recently? We were talking about this before. <laughs> no, we were going right. into a dark place. It's, it's probably because out. I'm hanging out with yeah. the... Yeah, exactly. the beer muscles. Beer muscles. Oh. Beer muscles, listen, man. So I just recently watched There's Something About Mary. Hey. And, and <laughs> you were talking about <laughs> girls in high school. And it just reminded me about how good that movie was, bro. And I think I was too young to understand how funny that movie actually was. Oh, I laughed when I was a kid of course listen the um you can't you can't put that movie out today i mean there's a lot of things and a lot of jokes in there you can you see what they did no. with suicide squad nah on, well, on hbo the, the the warren character and 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 the and the uh and the uh and the character who's in the braces who's faking that he's in the braces like that kind of stuff i don't know how it would do today i don't know I don't know how it would do today. I don't know. I'm just saying. I what think,
1: do you guys yeah, think? I think? You can. I mean, when, I mean, the, what, what John Cena did on the the, the Suicide Squad on what on did. HBO Max. What I mean, there. that's just the stuff that was coming out his
0: mouth and all this. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I, no, that's that's more. That's more like you know, he was just cursing up a storm. But the, like, and there's something about Mary. And you're laughing at. You know, you're laughing at Warren, and you're like, la- yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Hey, look. I think you got to be able to. You got to be able to take a joke. You got to have a sense of humor. You got to be able to, you know, not take everything so seriously. That's it. I'm
0: just saying. Watch, watch the movie again. You you tell me. <laughs> watch the movie again. Just, anyway, but know. I do
1: want to say, I do want to say, you know, yeah, um, you wanna uh, say. I do want to say the amount in this show was in dedication to my little boy that that yes. passed away yesterday. Yeah. Um, my d'Artagnan. Um, you know, I love that kid to death. Um, you know, I went to an estate sale in New Jersey. Uh, With my wife in 2018, we went to the estate sale because we wanted, they were selling these outdoor furniture, uh, patio furniture. And, and the, the, the value of that retail value was huge. And we were going to save a whole lot of money by getting this stuff. And he was outside in the front of the house as people were going in and out of this estate sale. And I saw him and I fell in love with him. I said, I'm taking you home. And that was in my head, right? I fell in love with him. So happens that that the owners um, the owners, were moving to Florida and they weren't taking him. They raised him as a baby, but because he had serious uh, medical conditions and he was a senior citizen, uh, senior dog, they weren't going to take him. And I was like, well, I'm taking him. I don't care what kind of medical it is. I don't care what it is. I'm taking him. And we took him and the doctors didn't think he was going to have more than a year. And we had him since 2018. Changed his diet, put on medication, and and he was just amazing. I had a corny song that I would sing to him, and he loved it. He would wag his tail every morning. Um, you know, he'd wake me up at six in the morning. Ruff, ruff! I put my feet on the floor. He started licking my shins. I walk him outside. We had a routine. <laughs> Yesterday, everything was fine. He was barking at my niece, and then he collapsed. And um, it was the most devastating traumatic experience for me because nothing I did can 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 save him. I tried CPR. I tried everything, but I didn't realize that his heart also gave up. And um he had fluid in his his lungs. And they said it's because his heart wasn't pumping blood anymore. And um you know it was yesterday was I was a broken man. Um you know it was I had to drive him to the vet. I had to leave him his body with the vet. And it was tough. But you know, for every time they didn't think he was going to make it to Texas, the long trip they didn't take, you know, and each time I think he was surviving on love, but you know, I love that kid. His name was D'Artagnan of the, you know, the uh, three musketeers, um, you know, to my right right now, he would be sitting there, you know, because all my dogs are sitting underneath me right now, as I'm recording this, he would be sitting by the window. Um, He had his favorite spot. Everybody knew he couldn't run, but he think he'd, he, he would always think he could run because, you know, he would try to move, but you know, one of my steps was him running, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but, uh, all I can say is, look, the animals are innocent. Um, please treat them kindly. Um, they love you unconditionally. Don't leave them behind. Take care of them. And if you can't, find somebody who's going to do right by them. Um, there's too many people that are just being real cruel to animals out there. Um, you know, The love that they have for you does not compare to any kind of love a human will have for you. It's unconditional. There's no judgment. They just love you for, for your flaws, for everything you are. And, um, you know, that I hope, you know, wherever we go in the universe, whatever happens after this, that we meet again. And, um, so, you know, I just, D'Artagnan, you know, this one's
0: for you. Yeah, man. D'Artagnan. I, I met the little guy, man. He was a happy little guy. Uh, Thank yeah, you, no, my big shout out, uh, Hannah, I guess had was, was talking about a uh, quid pro quo. For that, and she was talking to me you guys saw what we were talking about before, yes, uh, about that. But yeah, now listen, man, that losing a pet and and the way he passed, Sam, like it was it was devastating, it was, oh. devastating in, in your arms, and it's 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 tough, man, because these are your children, you know, these are your and children. you know, and
1: the body, yeah. you know, that when I knew, I knew it was his, when I realized it was his heart is because his body started releasing everything, like you know, fecal matter came on me, um he was urinating on me, it yeah. was um the whole time I didn't yeah. care. I didn't care, you um, know, and, uh, you know, I tried everything that I knew how to do, and it just wouldn't work, um, and uh, but that that in itself, when you see the tongue turn purple, when you see the eyes dilate, that is traumatic, because you feel helpless,
0: No, you know,
1: yeah. you know, so, yeah.
0: there was nothing you could do for the yeah. guy. Damn, man, yes.
1: But, uh, uh, you know, so yesterday, you know, with Captain Morgan and myself, we hung out together and, um, you know, we just, uh, I cried. Morgan. I cried like a 12-year-old kid uh, all night last night. It was horrible. Yes. But, um, you know, I'm glad, again, I'm glad I had videos, I had photos, I had the memories, um, you know, and uh, and even that morning, you know, we still had the same routines and, um, you know, uh, and no matter how many times I sang that corny song to him, um, love he it. would shake his tail and he'd bark at me with Ooh. the corny song. You know, it's like I said, like, hey, Dart loves the songs that everybody on the internet thinks is corny, but hey, you know what? You know that's he's unconditional.
0: He was wagging that tail like I love this idiot. I love
1: it. <laughs> he's so goofy,
0: but he's my goofy. <laughs> like, um, I love you know? Oh man, yeah. No, yeah, definitely, bro. But I on the positive, I, huh?
1: No, 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 I was
0: gonna say I can almost imagine you sounding like you remember that scene in Rocky Three when when um when Mickey dies. And yeah. and Rocky's wow. on top of him, like yelling like a wounded animal. He's like doing that. That's what I pictured you like last night. What Just was rough that.
1: was driving him because he looked like he was sleeping, hmm. right? And so I'm driving him to the vet by myself, and um, and it's about a half-hour drive, and I kept looking to thinking, yeah. did he move? Did you know did you know did, did he get a recharge? I kept looking, and even when I picked him up to take him in, you know, and it's it was interesting because my cats, when they passed, they were stiff and hard, like, oh, like, like hard, but he was limp. Like, like there was, there was, you know, um, it was like almost as if there was no more bones in his body. He was just limp. Um, and so that was different for me. Um, and he was still warm where well, the cats, they turn cold and hard, um, uh, which I don't understand why the difference, but, um, that was a tough part just to drive the long drive there and then, um, sitting in the parking lot. And then I just pulled into, you know, cause I haven't had a uh drinking like since March um so but I was like you know what I'm going I need one I need I need a bottle and uh I got some iced tea and lemonade and I just mixed it with the Captain Morgans and uh, and I'm going
0: in last night you still got some of that yes Yes, but Ooh. on a
1: positive note, I just want to say thank you, Um, because as of this morning, there was 40 people who signed up to the campaign. But as of right now, 44 people have signed up to the Kickstarter. So thank you so much. I appreciate your support so much. This this campaign for the name of my toilet is going to be the biggest one yet. It's a double header. Um, you know, if you haven't signed up, you know, please do help me make history with duty. Um, This is going to be dope. And if you do sign up, let me know that you did send me your an email and I'll send you this digital print of Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. because um, this campaign also has a second story, uh, full color 24-page story of Duties Monsters on Planet Cthulhu, which will it's available as a stretch goal to be added on when unlocked. And that's a three-spread cover. You can get the single cover, which is kept, you know, King Cthulhu in the center, or all three simultaneously. Um, but this campaign is going to be. It's fire! I just finished doing page eighteen of Duty's monsters. Um, I want to have the sample ready for the live launch on the twentieth. Join us for the launch; it's going to be fun. It's going to be a couple of raffles, um, and it's it's. I'm telling you, this is the best one yet. Also, for Duty issue number three, Ichiwawa, because Duty finally gets into the house. There's also a variant cover. Um, you know, here's Duty an homage to The Shining. Uh, so that's going to be available on the campaign as well. This one is um, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. What is the Georgia spinner on that uh, duty western? <laughs> it looks like it oh, on the yes, wall, right? right. It That's
0: looks right. like it on the wall. I knew it. See, I wasn't right. the only one who thought that. <laughs> That's Right. They were spinning even back in the day, bro. That's what they do. They were doing. They were spinning the spinner. But yeah, yeah. no, this campaign looks like it's gonna be cool, man. Make sure that on September 20th, you guys, you know, make sure you log on. Yes. and check us out live cause we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this live at what at eight o'clock, right? Or what time are you coming on?
1: Um, we're gonna be doing live seven thirty, like right. last time. Oh, um,
0: okay, Sammy wants to be launched. What time are you launching? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yes, yeah, so we're right. gonna launch
1: at 8, but. we're gonna go on at seven thirty live.
0: Sweet. Yes, make sure you come on and check it out. Check it yes. out. For sure. And then for sure.
1: if you are in Texas next week, Join me at the Arlington Comic Fest. I will be at booth number 25 in Artist Alley. And uh, I'll be there, and so will duty. And we're going to be having some fun, and we're going to be signing copies of the books and uh, doing some commission art. So join me there. And then the week after, I will be at the uh, Denton Comic, um, um, Comic Art Festival and uh, Expo. Comic Art Expo, yes, at Denton. And so that's going to be dope as well. And then also Kickstarter news. Tomorrow, the books arrive. So issue number two, Kickstarter. So if you backed issue two, the books arrive to me tomorrow. I start packing everything. Uh, all depends on what time they show up tomorrow. So if it show, usually UPS doesn't come till five. So Thursday, Friday, I'll be packing. And uh, Saturday, I'll be going to the post office to
0: ship everything out. Awesome, awesome. Yes, yes. And you guys should, should be getting uh, all of my stuff now that I have to had to resend everything back out <laughs> from everything that was returned to sender. So you guys should be getting The stuff for the adventures of wonder duck in your mailbox coming soon digital copies also coming soon with all of the stretch goals that i promised you with all those other comics so you guys should be getting that within the next couple of weeks and that'll be that but also i just wanted to give a big shout out to mr mark torres who has a campaign out right now he's going to be on the show august 17th uh talking about his book designated so if you haven't done so yet please go to kickstarter and check out his book i did the lettering for the book so make sure you check that out Support the book, support us, support indies. I'm also busy doing a bunch of other lettering. I got lettering going on for you, Sammy, for yeah. Is Nearly My Toy Number 3. I got Mr. Sebastian Bonet. I'm doing some lettering for his Concrete Combat book that he's going to be talking to us about tomorrow. And I also have uh, something that I'm working on with Mr. Aníbal Arroyo. He's working on a comic uh, for somebody, not not his own book. It's somebody's comic book that he's working on. So, you know, that's coming out soon. So, there's a lot of stuff we're we're, we're doing, a lot of things, and uh, busy, we're being busy, we're being yeah, good, sure. we're being busy.
1: And don't forget, join us tomorrow night. We have a doubleheader, we have uh, Rodney Fike, um, talking about Roadkill Rampage, um, and at seven. and then we have uh, Sebastian at eight o'clock. And then don't forget, every Thursday morning, join us for the morning brew with the crazy crew, episode number 24. And one of the topics is going to be a continuation of the uh, the less. NLS. Um, you know, everybody is an expert, but what does that make you? So uh, that's going to be an interesting topic on top of everything else. So if the, you have anything else.
0: Uh, no, I think. I think that's it. I think we've, we've covered everything we have going on right now.
1: Cool beans. So we're going to run to commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to bring in our guest, Mr. Kurt Sossel. And we're going to be talking about all things geek. So uh, stand by. And uh, again, if you haven't subscribed to Catch the Craze, there's a reason why you shouldn't listen to our previous guests.
2: It's Monty Moore. I'm a 30-year comics veteran in comics, games, and movies. And you've been watching one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Catch the Craze. You are
1: watching Catch the Craze.
0: What am I listening to? And You're listening to Catch the Craze. Where are all the indies at? A Catch the Craze podcast. What are you watching? I'm watching Catch the Craze. What are you going to do?
1: subscribe now to catch the craze the number one show
0: online for independence
1: have you subscribed to
0: you are an independent catch the craze making moves on your own catch the craze on
1: your grind in the
0: streets catch the
1: craze join the movement catch the craze what's up mr sasso there it is mr kurt sasso how are you sir
2: not too bad, guys. Hey, I gotta I gotta say that commercial break was a was fire. That fire was <laughs> solid, you guys.
0: I was really cool. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It means a lot from a fellow podcaster for those who are watching. This is Mr. Kurt Sasso. He has a show called Two Geeks Talking, yeah. where you interview uh creators, right? And and yeah. uh, Bogartis, tell us a little bit about the channel before we even get into you.
2: Yeah, so it's it's an entertainment industry interview show. Uh, we just celebrated our 15th year actually yesterday. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, oh, I I had a live stream uh, just talking about the history of the show. And, you know, we, we've interviewed webcomic people, comic people, actors, actresses, directors. You know, pretty much, if you think of entertainment, uh, it, we've pretty much done everything. It's That's pretty amazing. crazy.
0: Good
1: for you, man. That is fantastic. That's fantastic. So for anybody who hasn't heard of you or two geeks talking, give us a little history about yourself.
2: Well, the story goes this. Uh, back in 2008, I was helping a friend of mine create a webcomic database called, which was on webcomics.com. And he said to me during a wow raid way back when, he was saying, "You know, do you like webcomics? I'm like, well, yeah, I do. So he sent me a list of over 4,000 webcomics. And I was like, man, it would be awesome if, if we could interview these people because back in 2008, that was like the, the heyday of webcomics right there. It's still good, but I mean, back then, I mean, that was the yeah, top yeah. echelon. Oh, yeah. And so uh, he said, go ahead. So <laughs> I had no knowledge of, of how to podcast or how to do interviews or anything like that. And I, I was a severely introverted person. and And I decided to just jump in Feet first, uh, found a free <laughs> host for podcasting and had my first interview. And for like two or three years, we were doing two hour interviews with wow. amazing and talented and creative people. So, yeah, it was a good time.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Were you into comics um, as a kid? Like, what, what was your childhood growing up like?
2: Not really. No, I was into video games more than mm. anything. I was I a was computer geek uh, before <laughs> before, I, before I was a comic geek. So I, I never really had access to Marvel or DC or anything like that. So web comics actually was my, my original foray mm. into independent comics. So I have a, I have a soft spot for anyone that's, that's independent and, and that creates yeah. amazing comics like yourselves, both of you yeah. as well too. And uh, everyone that's been on the show. And it's just, it's, more entertaining and more engaging to see someone that can either draw and, and write comics and, and just post it themselves and have no guidelines and no restrictions and just be, you know, free to to promote what they're they're creating. And I just I think it's awesome. So I, I love. I've always loved web comics, and I'll, I'll still do web comics till the day I die. Yeah,
0: that's incredible, man. It's funny that you mentioned how that that was like the heyday. Oh wait, like in, in that era, like that that time frame, I guess when comics and then you, and then they started trying to, you know, moving, making them, you know, just animate them a little bit yeah. and stuff like that. What were some of the web comics that you were reading back then? Do you remember?
2: Oh, oh yeah. You know, I, I still remember. Cause they, they were, I think a staple of everyone for that matter. I think it was a uh, penny arcade PVP. Um, uh, what else? Mega Tokyo was a big one for me as well too. questionable content was still going on back then. It still is yeah. ongoing a mm-hmm. uh, girl genius online. Um, uh, a bunch of others I'm, I'm sure that i'm forgetting a, a ton as well yeah. too but I, a lot of great friendships have, have spawned from not only the interviews but but seeing them at com conventions and everything like that as well too i thought it was you know webcom creators and comic creators in general are just some of the most personable people that you're ever going to meet and yeah. and they just have so many amazing stories
0: what what has the evolution of webcomics been as, as you've seen throughout the years like the, the people that for example that you interviewed What have they got into? Have they continued their web comic or did they transfer that into maybe something that was printed and sold at conventions? What was the evolution of that? Uh,
2: The evolution was you had to have a website. First off, you had to have ads. You had to have be part of a web ring for those that remember web rings. Um, You had to be promoting yourself constantly through uh, linking back to every other comics. And, And when, social media like twitter and like facebook and and myspace and GeoCities was closing down and things were how technology has evolved i I think it's people have gotten smarter with how they're promoting it because you don't need a website anymore these days although it helps still helps i think in, in this day and age but i think the ability to promote through short videos the ability to promote directly to people on social media has really been a game changer the less reliance on advertising has been a huge factor and not not out of circumstance but because ads just don't generate the traffic like they used to so uh, people have evolved their their style of advertising to be very unique like take your commercial for example in between the the interview i think that's a uh, one prime example of showing past guests and showing them promoting your your channel and showcasing you know hey you know i had a great time on this show i want to promote it here's how i do it
0: right yeah no absolutely and so you started you started podcasting was it always two geeks talking or or that did that change that what was the name of the show Oh, has it always been that
2: no no actually the very first the very first name of the uh, of the show was uh tgt web Comics. so it was actually two guys talking web comics. oh okay and a good friend of mine phil aka from uh was my host slash co-host for for a good 60 episodes and he went on with with life and did other amazing things. He's still an amazing programmer in, in his own right as well, too, for website development. And so I continued on on the show. And it, it went from two guys talking to TGT Media, which is kind of like the parent name of everything that I've produced, to uh, two guys or two geeks talking ended up being my kind of finalized name that kind of just had a good roll off the tongue. <laughs> phrasing. Yeah, no, from
0: absolutely. And you know what, with, with what you do now, I mean, the, the name still works like two geeks talking still works because for the most part you'll have, it'll be you one-on-one with somebody yeah. having a conversation. So, so it still does in fact work as, as far as podcasting. I mean, listen, we Sam, you know, the story goes that we started this podcast way back in the day before podcasting was even cool. <laughs> yeah. For you, you started in 08. What have you seen or what have you seen has been the biggest change in podcasting since you began?
2: I don't think a lot has changed. The only thing that's changed is the accessibility because you used to have to go to a single host of some kind. You used to have to either host it yourself and then promote it through uh, CSS feeds and everything like that. Or you had to be able to have your podcast linked to Apple. Yeah, the Apple podcast uh, store site, whatever it is uh, to get your name out there. Now with amazing sites like Spotify and, and other streaming services like that, it, it's opened up a whole new Avenue for uh, for showcasing your show. You can have it attached to five different streaming yeah. sites and you know, you have five times reach the, like, like you used to, I think in my heyday, I think the most downloads we had was over 150,000 in a year. Wow. And that was between 2008 and 2011, I think.
0: Mm. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting. We had that conversation, George and I, because back then, that's what we were seeing when we first launched back in 06. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand it. Right, you know, it's like wow, that's you know, that's cool. A lot of people are listening, right? But we didn't understand it. We didn't understand about long-term monetization. We none of that stuff. Um, and uh, you know, in hindsight, you know, after you know, we walked away from for a decade. Um, coming back, the game changed so much because it's oversaturated and all the other stuff. So now it's a, it's a bigger. There's a lot more people in the ocean, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's a, uh, um, um, it's pretty fascinating. So what kept you going?
2: Stubbornness. <laughs> um i i think for me it was a cross between stubbornness and the fact that i put so much time into the show and the fact that i had put so much time into making connections with creative people and the fact that i like to talk to people yeah um you know back back when i first started i i didn't really know what my voice was or i didn't know you know if what i was producing or if if who i was talking to was reaching the masses you know i i've I've evolved as a, as an interviewer, as a host. Um, I I've evolved in terms of my questions. I think I've evolved as a person in 15 years, hopefully as well too. I mean, I'm, I'm still a geek <laughs> any way you cut it, but I, I think the, the quality of guests and the, the fact that a lot of people that have come on the show are more than willing to kind of dive a little more deeper into themselves as a creative person is, is more entertaining than it has been in, in a very long time. And you know as creative as i can be with with a show like this as creative as you can be as a host and an interviewer um it's it's the guests that really drive what exactly you know you're trying to showcase and you're trying to tell because we can ask the questions it's up to them to you know provide the answers and provide the stories of their lives
0: sure no absolutely you you mentioned you mentioned something you you said finding your voice right as an interviewer as a show whatever do you have a show or a moment when you were like, ah, that's <laughs> what it's going to be.
2: Episode sixty-one uh, for me, <laughs> I, uh, and, and I can I can say this absolutely clearly uh, because it was a it was a turning point for myself mm. because I had always had Phil with me as a co-host, or I'd always had uh, someone with me in terms of being a co-host, and and for me to embark on this solo and and it's not to say i was solo all the way i had i've had i think over 75 guest guest co-hosts some some of them are on repeat over the that four-year span initially while i was still doing podcast and i I found that with episode 61 which was laura Innes. laura Innes is the creator of the dreamer comic but she also more currently (laughs) has done uh, Wyatt Earp. She did the comic for Wyatt Earp and she uh, worked with the showrunners in, in that regard as well too. And she's done a lot of other work as well too. And uh, her historical knowledge of, of the uh, American civil war and, and uh, that type of knowledge is, is vast and, and amazing in, in her right. And she's just a an awesome person, but she was my first guest in a one-on-one style interview being solo. And it was a good conversation. I, I got to ask questions. I got to really dive into her creative process. I got to see a little bit more than i had had in, in previous interviews with her. And I, and that just gave me a great spark in terms of, you know, I can do this as, as a host, I can do this as an interviewer. I can keep the show going one interview at a time and uh, just keep asking my questions and, and keep getting the guests that I've, I've had on. And it's been a wonderful ride so far.
0: So cool, man. Could you see yourself like having a co host again, or have you done so many shows now solo? You're like, nah, I think I, I got this on my own.
2: Look, I'd love to have a co host again, even if it's just a guest spot for someone that wants to interview a mentor of theirs or a fan favorite of theirs. Um, yeah, you know, I'd love to do that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, am I holding open auditions? Not just yet, but. <laughs> Hey, if someone wants to approach me and say, "Oh, I see you have so and so upcoming. I'd like to be," a coach. "Yeah, sure. Let, let's yeah. have you on. Let's let's have a, a a quick test and let's see how the chemistry goes, and, and come on the show and talk to your to your heart's content."
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you initially said, "I want to do, I want a podcast," um, what was the learning curve with regards to equipment and technology? Was there a learning curve? You know, what was that oh, yeah. initial startup like?
2: When, when you have computer knowledge and geek knowledge of that extent, you think, Oh yeah, I can do anything. This is <laughs> awesome. This is going to be so easy I, research. What's that? I don't need to do anything like that whatsoever. No. Uh, it was a huge learning curve. <laughs> the, the equipment aside. So we were using talk as our initial host because they had free hosting and, while their audio quality was horrible. And I'm using that politely. It was god-awful. When you have 64 hertz audio, and you're trying to do a Skype call that is basically downgrading your call from 128 down to 64, gets even worse. So I didn't realize that for the first 10 or so episodes until I actually listened to the interviews. And it was like, oh my god, this is brutal. And then equipment as well. What's a good microphone? You know, what was something that I needed? You know, could I just use a simple, basic, could I just use a simple, basic uh, microphone that I bought off for 20 bucks? You know, would that, would that make things work? I I think I had a desktop mic that plugged into the audio jack or whatever that had the really wonky cords that only had like a little bit of flexibility back in the day. So it, it was ones that you got with like your old computers or whatever, but um I ended up getting an, uh, an Audio Technica AT2020 for. I used that for a good number of years, and that had a great, great sound and great bass to it. And and then I evolved to a road and, and everything like that as well too. But I, technology was a was a huge learning curve for me in terms of the audio sphere. And then understanding that the longer you went, the more out of sync audio went as well too. I didn't realize that factor. There was sometimes the calls would be disconnected and we would have dead air. And then, you know, because back then you weren't really editing. You were just simply getting the interviews and and posting it. And everything was just a live podcast. And it was just, let's get the content out as as much as we can. And I started the show back in 2008 when Joe Rogan and Mark Maron started their podcast. Mm. They've done fairly well for themselves. And I'm... I am where, I'm, where I am. So, you know, I'm not a comedian. <laughs> so what's
1: funny is that um, I went to a pod camp. Oh, yeah. And that's when cooks were doing podcasting <laughs> shows, right? And so uh, it was being introduced as this is going to be the next craze, right? So I went to a pod camp at the New Yorker Hotel, and I sat in on every panel. I took notes. And then I remember Comic Geek Speak um, and iFanboy were the two biggest podcasters for comic books, but they were all mainstream comics that they were focusing on. So I was like, I yes, said, yeah, George, we're doing podcasting. I went to Sam Ash and uh, I walked in. I said, look, I need, I need a mixer. I need to do podcasting and I need something USB that can connect to my USB port. So I got a mixer. I got four mics, the whole bit. And then, cause, and then I I remember my, my traditional webcam. I didn't like the quality. So yeah. when we decided to do video, I would use camcorders and connect mm-hmm. them. Um, but not only that, because of Skype issues, I decided to get you know those conference rooms um, um, phones for the yeah. conference room that looked like a starfish. Yeah, yeah. I got it on eBay because they 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 they're almost thousand dollars or more. <laughs> I got it on eBay for for like a hundred bucks, and I used that and I had people just calling my home number, and and that's how so we had great qual because of all those things that I learned at PodCamp. Um, all those issues. And it's funny that in the beginning, I just, um, you know, it's, it's a learning curve, but it's also exciting when you're starting to do something that's new. Yeah. So what definitely. was, so you, 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 you get the equipment. How did you go and seek out your guests?
2: I, I think for me, because we originally had a database, we had email addresses and yeah. we got lucky with that because, um, if we didn't have their email addresses or the contact, and we just had their URLs of their websites, you know, I would go to their websites. I would find their about page. I would find their email address, and I would send. I would cold email, literally. And if they got back to me, great. You know, I'd get. I'd set up a schedule an interview. I'd uh, do it through shoe. I'd send them the link, and we would just get it get it going and and go from there. And, and then when Twitter came around, it really well. It was actually I think it was it was ongoing during that time as well too, if I recall correctly, it's, it's been a while, uh, <laughs> but I would approach, I would ask people through Twitter and that's, that's always been my primary way of connecting with, with creative people because they're more active in that sense. And while other social media has, has come and gone and has been um, more towards the forefront, like TikTok is currently and and everything like that. I, I think if you can still get a one-on-one connection and uh, approach these people with a quality, you know, content and, and service like a show like yours and like like what I've put together as well too. I think that they see what you've done and they're they're more willing to become a guest, whether they're introverted or not. And I, I think it's been a testament that if you can keep your content consistent and your questions consistent and keep it open concept to the guests themselves so that they're free to speak with whatever they would like to speak creatively, then it just adds to your clout if people still say that. I, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> so, 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 Kurt, I have a two-part question here. Sure. So, part one is, what has been your favorite part about doing the show? And then part B is, what has been the worst part about doing the show?
2: It doesn't matter what order I say it in.
0: It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay
2: worst part is the editing <laughs> um look i love editing don't get me wrong but it's a very time-consuming process yeah, it is okay. not something i thoroughly enjoy and the fact that i'm only one person doing it mm. is all it's all on me plain and simple. everything's on me the, the promotion the editing everything like that I, I look i love it and i hate it it's a love-hate relationship sure. that i will always have even though it's it's part of my my actual professional career as well, too. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I hate. And well, the first part was what do I love about it? Yeah. Talking to a new person every day, every week, whenever, whenever I'm scheduled an interview, because unless they've been on the show in the past, um, it's someone new, it's someone exciting, it's someone different than who I've had in, in the in the past. And while I love repeat guests, don't get me wrong, they they're I'd love to see their progress. I'd love to see mm-hmm. what they're doing in the next year or the next few months. Or, you know, you know, Sam, we got to get you back on as well, too. And and of course, uh, George as well, get you both on. Cause I know George, you're gonna be on the show. Yeah, uh, I in, think in I'm scheduled for the weeks. 20th. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you about your your progress as well. But but the new the new people that I've never interacted with, I think is amazing. And it's the same with going to the comp conventions. You walk down Artist Alley, yeah. And there's a new person at every turn, you know, and it's amazing to see what they're doing because while art evolves and while manga and comics merge together to form amazing new creative processes, while animation is becoming a thing, while virtual reality is becoming a thing, AI art as well apparently is now a thing that is kind of scary in its own right, (laughs) but amazing too. Um, You know, I think it's just, if you meet new people, you're going to stay excited with what you do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what was, you, you, you're a gamer, right? You're you're yeah, 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 geek at heart. You decided you want to go in and, and podcast. When did you find your creative voice? When did you find your rhythm? Right. Cause it takes a while to really come in, get into a flow because I think initially, at least for me, when we first started, I was just excited that we created the show and we were going to have guests on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it took a minute for us to build a formula. Um, how long did it take you? And when did you realize, you know what? I got it. Now I have momentum. I feel most confident now. and.
2: 10 is when i went to my very first comic convention i know as a geek that's probably sounds sacrilegious <laughs> that was
1: the next question what was your first comic you it.
2: <laughs> so, so it's kind of this ties it actually right. um, good friend of mine byron wilkins who does 1977 the comic which is about sex drug and drugs and rock and roll not in that order <laughs> talented guy amazing guy um i met him through an interview uh, as well. And he created the web comic Alliance uh, with a bunch of people. And I was part of that for a while as well, too, as a co-host long story short, he said, look, I'm in Chicago. We got C2E2 coming up. It's a brand new comic convention. You know, you want to do video interviews, come to C2E2. I'll put you up. You know, you won't have to worry about a hotel. We'll drive in, get you going and get you interviewed or get you interviews. I should say. Um amazing convention. I was there for four four years, the first four years actually of the actual show itself. And it it it, it was amazing leaps and bounds. But it was when I got to interview people like Max Brooks, the author who did uh, Z for Zombie. Or when I got to interview Jill Thompson, of course, Sandman is now on Netflix, which Netflix. is an amazing show in its own right. Uh, but I got to interview her about her creative process while her fans were just waiting there while I was doing a 15 minute edit. Um, Ramon Perez, who at the time, that time was doing the Jim Henson book. Uh, that was the last manuscript of Jim Henson. And I got to interview him before CNN you know, wow. little things like, wow. that. yeah, <laughs> trust me, that's still a feather by cap after all this time yeah. I beat CNN for an interview. right? Um, and so it was, you know, I, I started to find my voice and I did 200 interviews, literally 200 video interviews in a four day span wow. video, video interviews. Let's, let's, let's not your, your voice uh i cut my questions down to like five minute question five minute uh, interviews (laughs) well i tried to at least but they they went like 15 minutes but it was it was an amazing experience and because of that experience it got me into fan expo canada in toronto it got me uh, as press there and i did another 150 interviews i think uh, in a three day span uh, of that convention and so i'd already built in under four months over 350 interviews
1: Hmm. that's fantastic
2: yeah and so that, that's when youtube came along and and that's when i started started putting up um uh, an old channel that i had to transfer to this new channel and that's all of the story um <laughs> but yeah it was that's kind of where i started to really find my voice was doing the video interviews so it's all thanks to byron
0: yeah wow so how did you like how did you work that did you have somebody come around with a with a with a uh with a video camera or did you kind of do that all on your own like well how did that work <laughs>
2: so i i finagled a friend of mine because he's a geek as well too because you know <laughs> we, we have to finagle our friends into, into helping us uh i was like hey uh hey mike you want to come on to down to chicago you know if you drive us there you know uh, we'll split the hotel or whatever and you know you hold the you hold the camera press record i'll do the interviews through a really crappy sony <laughs> audio can audio microphone thank oh, god it was awful but it was just <laughs> that's that's who helped me for my first couple of conventions and well, a good awesome. good long-term friend who, who we still have geek debates about comics and everything like that as well too. i love that's
0: it i love it do you still go to conventions and do these video interviews is this is that yeah. still thing you do yeah oh yeah
2: i still do it uh it's it's a little more difficult i have a i have a, tr- a, a monopod that i just hook mm-hmm. the camera on and my camera's upgraded over the years as well too. And I have a nice microphone as well a zoom microphone. And so it's more of a, it's a quicker process now that I'm understand my, my flow and my format these days. And it really comes back to um, just finding your own, your own path and making it as entertaining as you can.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's cool. Where are you going to be next? What, what convention are you, do you have anything planned out or no? Um,
2: I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, because of the the pandemic, it's kind of, difficult in general there is a local con uh in windsor that where i where I currently am I, I am at can't talk well and uh i i think it's just it's in october end of october i think so we'll see if i can i can get into that but uh, i've been doing the, the podcast and the show i've been doing mainly video interviews these days because it's been easier online yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm able to kind of produce and, and release. I have an actual schedule release now these days. Right. Um every Friday on, on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been fun.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that that's that's the um what the what I guess what the pandemic did was it allowed us to do more of these, you know, video interviews, you know, via whether it's Zoom or in our stream mm-hmm. is the thing. Um that has helped us a lot. Do you find that you've you know you've managed to do More obviously, you did 200 in like two days. Are you doing more interviews now that you know you don't have to be, you know, going to different conventions?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I've been. I I got very fortunate. Twitter decided to let one of my posts actually see the light of day. I think, and so I had a. Well, I mean, to be fair, when you do when you do a post and you only get one or two likes and you get no traction whatsoever, (laughs) yeah, it's disheartening to say the least. But the fact that I was like, look. Here's my calendarly link. I have open schedules, you know, find what works for you and have at it. schedule, schedule yourself. Like, yeah, look, it's just the easiest way to do things currently <laughs> as yeah. of this interview. Sure. Um, it got to the point where I was booked until October of this right. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now booked into n- most of November, I think, wow. and I because of the demand, I had to open up a second show called Two Geeks Talking Rapid Fire which is a, literally a shortened 50 minute. Here's 11 questions. Let's bang out your answers and let's get it released the same day because I'm glut for punishment. So, so that's, that's incredible. incredible.
0: Yeah. Holy Can I remember when, when we spoke, I think we spoke, I must've been, must've been like in March. Or maybe, maybe earlier, because I remember I was trying to get on some shows because I was doing like a like a Kickstarter in May. And you're like, George, honestly, I only have to I'm page. sorry. I have man. August, bro. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Let's do August then. So yeah, no. So I know the demand is definitely, definitely there, man. So yeah. congratulations. That yeah. is big. That is I, big.
2: I appreciate it. No, thank you. And it's, look, I, I have to thank the people that, that signed up. I have to thank the people that want to showcase their work on the show that's that's truly my why i'm fortunate about doing this because people want to be interviewed and want to showcase their talent i'm just i'm just a platform to do it and if if they want to come back by all means please do you know i i love seeing creative people that are way more creative than myself
1: (laughs) is there one specific guest that you were really excited about but also nervous about
2: yeah uh phil folio uh, very first time he came on the show, he came on twice and I, I do have to get him back on the show. It's, it's been a while since he's been on um, episode 10. And then he came back for episode 37, but episode 10 was the very first time we had a big name on the show. And it feels, Phil Foley was a big name for those that don't know him creative girl genius, but you know him from match gathering, you know him from a variety of, of, Amazing comics and, and art from the 80s and 90s, and, and even to this day. Now, I mean, when you have a career that spans over 40 some odd years, I mean, you're you're just truly a, a legend in the making, for that matter. And I was nervous because, you know, we had just done 10 interviews or nine interviews. He's our 10th. A big name like that coming on a little show, TGT Web Comics of all things—like, <laughs> is this a hoax? <laughs> you know, but no. Emails aside, it was it was just. A wonderful thing and so uh, the interview is no longer online but i i do plan on bringing back the old archive the old podcast so that'll be a treasure trove of of past interviews i'm sure and i squeed when phil when i was introducing him and and phil stopped before he even said thanks for you know thanks for having me type he's like did you squee i go
1: yes yes i did he goes <laughs>
2: awesome okay well yeah i'm phil folio nice to
1: meet you you know yeah that's so awesome (laughs) fantastic so what's your long game
2: (sighs) that's a good question um because of being demonetized on youtube uh Mm -hmm. back in 2016 18 whenever that was um you know the show's free uh it's it's difficult um I, i had to start a patreon i had to find ways to promote that way as while still maintaining, you know, the quality of the show itself as well. I mean, do I plan on doing this for another five years? You know, 20 sounds like a good number. Do I plan on quitting after that? Probably not, but we'll see. <laughs> Who right. knows what happens in five years, but that's sort of my long game, I guess. Like, I don't, I'm not sure.
1: Right. and then, and so what makes a great guest on your show? What makes a great conversation?
2: People that are willing to talk about themselves. And I I know that's difficult for many people because I think 90% of creative people are so severely introverted that they have a hard time talking. Yeah. And the only way to get a person comfortable is to talk with them. And so, you know, if I have 15 minutes ahead of time before the interview goes live, I like to just chat in the green room. I like to make them comfortable. I like to, you know, probe them and, and just trying to see exactly, you know, what their mindset is like during our interview or during their day, because, you know, maybe they're having a bad day. Let's, let's keep it light. Let's keep it, you know, focused on the creative process. Let's, what are they passionate about and how can I bring that out during the interview? I and mean, it doesn't work all the time, but, it, you know, for the most part it does. And, you know, I love having them back on, but you can't keep everyone from being introverted and nor do I want to and I want to make sure they're as comfortable as possible but if they can speak about themselves and about their or at least their creative work you know why why they created their comic or their art or you know why did they get published through x publisher or whatever you know what was that experience like um you know things that bring them joy then that's a a good starting point
1: right right so about you <laughs> um what do you worry about with regards to your show you know what keeps you up at night that's
2: deep i might have to use that <laughs> you're giving me ideas sam give me ideas um although you've been on my show you know the introspective
1: questions i ask yeah. that's, 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 that's. we've had a fascinating conversation absolutely very true
2: um what keeps me up at night that's that's difficult i think my energy um you know how long can i keep doing this how long can i you know keep guests coming on the show how long can i financially maintain it that's that's kind of my current focus right now that's difficult because i hate asking for help right i that is my it's not how i was it's not how i was raised it's not how i was how I like to do things. I like to do everything myself as much as it's a detriment, I think, to my creative process sometimes. But it's because I like to be able to, I have a vision. I, I have a vision of how the interview goes. I have a vision of, of how to make the people that are on the show creative and how to showcase them in the best way possible. So from an editing perspective, that that's what I like to do. But for me, it's it's a, it's a finance game right now. You know, how long can I keep the show going at, at its current rate? How long can I maintain um, my quality standards? And, you know, I'll get through it. It's just a roadblock. It's not like it's going to stop me from doing it, but it's there. It's It's a, a wall that I have to either break through or I have to climb over.
1: So if you if the Kurt Sasso of today had an opportunity to meet the Kurt Sasso ten years from now, <laughs> what 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 the conversation look like?
2: I'm not sure. I can swear, but the long story short, <laughs> the the long and the short of it would be: uh, you really you're doing this still. <laughs> <laughs> k- k- congratulations, you got some balls. But I mean,
1: anyway. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's good man that's good
1: <laughs> so you know for everybody out there who who's learning about you for the first time why should they come on Two Geese Talking
2: The show is about you this show is about your passion as a creative person this show is about showcasing your talents, whether it's writing, whether it's art, whether it's publishing, whether it's as an editor, whether it's as an actor, an actress director, whatever the case may be is showcasing you as a person, because while you have your own platforms to promote it on, you don't have the same reach that this show has because I've been able to connect with so many people in so many different industries. It gives you a wider range for coming on the show. And plus, I'm not going to ask too many invasive questions. I mean, I'll I'll ask the questions necessary, but it really, you want to go on a tangent for 15 minutes about why you are, your art teacher was so passionate about your work when you were in university. Go for it. I don't care. I think it's an amazing story that many, many other people will probably have experienced. will I cut it down to about five or so minutes? Probably. (laughs) Right,
0: right, right. Yeah. And that's the editing part of it, right? That's the the editing part of
2: it. For the most part, I actually, I don't edit their answers down. Mm -hmm. The most thing that I I clean up is the ums and the ahs and the long spaces that break up a thought process. Right.
1: Right. So now there's there's another part of that question, right? So we always talk about if I knew uh, then what I know now. So Mm -hmm. if the Kurt sasso today went back to the Kurt sasso who was starting the podcast what would you tell him
2: as much as i'd like to say find your voice if it wasn't for the experiences i had leading up to me finding my voice i don't think it would have flown i think what i would have said is you know create an intro find a find a process that's not two hours long that works in terms of interviewing and for the love of God, get off talk you and find something else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because you had options, and I'm surprised that you didn't do gaming streaming. Um, I I think for me, you
2: know, that probably would have been better. I probably would have been, <laughs> been like a gamer with blue air or something like that. You know, <laughs> I think all all the fools or something. I don't right. know. No, I I think for me is because I was. And I still am. I, I mean, when you, once a geek, always a geek. Like, no matter what age you are, you will never, never get rid of your passion for gaming or comics or whatever it is. And for me, um, with an addictive personality that I do have, uh, I would have focused so much on gaming that I don't think streaming would have been able to happen. So I think I chose the better of the two alternatives in talking with people and giving myself a break from games.
1: Yeah, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, no, I mean, I loved being on your show. I think we had a great conversation. I think everyone who's listening, if you haven't uh, checked out uh, Two Geeks Talking, the link is in the summary. Go check it out. And uh, if you're a creator out there and you haven't been on his show, it's uh, worth it. Um, you know, especially if you don't have a
0: problem talking about yourself. Um, <laughs> <it's, it's laughs> and does not does not have a problem talking about yourself. <laughs> so,
1: so you're, yeah, you're, next, but you're next. You're yeah, so, yeah. I next. Mean,
0: you're gonna have you know, to dig. You're gonna have to dig, Kurt. I, I, I'm just kidding. I'm, you know, I'm joking. You know, okay. you know
2: it, challenge you know, accepted on that. Yeah.
0: You know what's funny about like the interview pro- or interviewing people, and for those watching who may want to go on shows, that is the time for you to promote yourself mm-hmm. as an artist, as a creator, as a person. I think that you have to look at these interviews, you know, as an opportunity, almost, almost like a job interview, right? If you're trying to sell. Your book, yourself—you have to come off like the type of person who you want to support in that endeavor. When you're sitting there and you're, you know, you're asking me a question, I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay." Uh, oh, so that's rough. Else? You oh, know, rough. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, you know, like it doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help. You know, especially so, when,
1: when the guests say, "Why are you asking me these questions?" <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get the memo? Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> have you not looked at who there,
0: who's was been list, on the <laughs> there was a list of questions i would answer and that's not on that, that, that.
1: You too many questions <laughs> what are you the fbi <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but so, so i think that that's part of the that's part of the the process you know what i mean and, yeah. and the more you do it the, the e not it does i don't know like it's easier but the more you understand okay that's what has to happen and i think and and you know and I saw the interview you guys did it was it, it which prompted me to reach out to you because I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the the uh, the interview so yes yeah, for those watching that have yeah. yeah for those watching make sure that you check it out Kurt knows how to ask the questions <laughs> that really sparks just that that conversation that you know let's and let's
1: your voice forward. is made for radio uh-huh. <laughs> it's very soothing you're like yes I will answer yes, anything so you, know. you want it's like, like it's like the male version of Delilah you ever heard Delilah? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like I'm not gonna sing on your show my, no,
1: no. Have you ever heard that lady, that Delilah, who announces all the love songs? You know, this is Delilah 103. Point whatever, and oh. she all the love song, She has that that, that the, the best female VJ voice, whatever. Um, and like your voice is made for radio. I mean, it's just, it's just. I'm like, damn, that voice is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like, that voice. <laughs>
2: there's a couple of things that I can say that I've I've done well in my life. I I I'm alive. First off. <laughs> um, genetics have screwed me because i'm five foot three and that i have a good radio voice apparently because i actually worked at a call center for a number of years and um i even had an angry person from jamaica and even he was saying man i love your voice <laughs> so it's like okay it's, yeah, i guess i'm doing something right.
1: right it's disarming it's, right it's, you know it's, uh, it's relaxing and soothing no, Like, oh, no. you know it's like you can uh like if you were a therapist, you'd make a lot of money. I mean, you could do audio books. You know, <laughs> like there's a lot of things you could do, buddy. Like Kurt, can you what was
2: it that Fraser Crane used to say? I'm
1: listening. <laughs> oh
0: man, for sure. They bring
1: Fraser back. Um, oh, are they? Yes, huh? yes. Really? And 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 it's violent. I didn't know Fraser was. Uh, oh,
2: that he's going crazy.
1: after his brother. Oh, oh, oh okay. I have to admit,
2: that was creative editing that was that was very well done yeah, yes
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. is that a spoof or is it legit
2: no that was a spoof
1: yeah, oh was a spoof. i was like man yeah. he's going after it's, his brother and it's like it's crazy <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah good times no it's it's been i've been very fortunate I'm, I'm glad that i'm able to to do this i'm glad that i am able to talk with amazing people like yourselves like, george you're next for sure you know we'll we'll see what goes on with with our quick interview look with that that, one. Uh, <laughs> that look i mean hey you're gonna have to come you know prepared there I with know, uh, i
1: know
0: with, with the
2: answers but uh i think you'll do all right i mean you know you, you've you've done well with sam all these years as well too you've got a great talent yourself but, you know you. you'll you'll be fine
0: thank you thank you card but uh but thank listen and thank you for being on the show man i know you're a busy guy i know you have tons of stuff going on so you taking the time out to come in here and just talk to us about your process and your story this was fun this was fun And mm-hmm. De- definitely come back you know definitely come back
2: hey whenever you need a host uh rather co-host if one of you guys decides to you know you need a day off or whatever i'll be happy to pop in there you go. Uh, but no i'll be happy to be a guest anytime for you guys you you do a wonderful show truly and uh Please keep up the amazing work that you do.
1: Thank you, brother. Thank you for being on on the show. And again, guys, check it out. The channel link is in the summary head it over there. If you haven't subscribed to his channel, do so as well, especially if you're going to be a guest on the show, make sure you yeah. show some love in return and subscribe to the channel. Subscribe. Yes. <laughs> That's
0: for sure. That's I'm trying
1: you to get to a
2: thousand people for the end of the year. Like, come on, like I'm almost at 600. Let's go.
1: Oh, it's, yeah. it's uh, I was ebbs and flows. We, we yeah. get them, we lose them. We get them. We yeah. lose them. <laughs> they, they subscribe when they come on and then they unsubscribe after they air. <laughs> Gee, <thanks. laughs> so, I'm like, well, I'll find you. I'm going to find you. I have, I have a unique <laughs> set of skills, but uh, <laughs> yes, but, Thank you again, Kurt, for being on the show. We appreciate you, Mikasa Sukasa. You're welcome back anytime.
2: You. appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your night. You Thanks,
1: too. Kurt. You
0: too. Awesome.
1: Yes, that was uh, again. That was uh Kurt Sasso. And uh, if you oh, haven't yeah. checked it out, check out his channel. It's a uh, fantastic, great, very great host. Great host. You're great. in good hands on his show. Yeah, um, cool. yeah. Even yeah, talking today, I love the conversation.
0: Yeah. No, he's he's an awesome, awesome guy, man. Awesome guy. And like you said. Very, very soothing, very chill, just laid back. You know what I mean. So, yeah. and that's tough. It's tough to 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 do that many that many interviews, that many shows. Uh-huh. It's, it's a tough. It's it's a skill, man. So big shout out to Kurt. Thank you so much for for coming on, and thank you guys for watching and and you know subscribing and being on the show and you know checking yeah. us out.
1: And Johnny Boy popping in. I mean, he's been MIA for a minute.
0: Yeah, Johnny's been M I A D.
1: Yeah, man, I'm like, where's where he? Where's he at? I thought I was gonna have to, like, you know, set some bail money because I haven't heard from him in a hot minute. <laughs> he hasn't been in our uh, chats, uh, DMs, nothing.
0: You're a working man, uh, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Michael San Martino and Hannah Strauss and yes. and uh, Grant Lankard. and uh, he's another one who's on fire. He got like a billion people signed up for his launch of his yeah, campaign, Baywolf. Um, ready, guys. Yeah, he's getting ready, and uh, you know, so. Uh, A lot of things happening um but we definitely do appreciate everybody you know if you haven't done so already we would love for you to subscribe we love to get to a thousand again like kurt said this isn't free we we know everything is an expense and we'd love to get monetized to try, try to offset these costs and your subscription which doesn't cost you anything gets us closer to being able to do that um and we would appreciate your support in return um yeah. And then, you know, tomorrow night we got uh, a double feature. We got a double header. We got Friday uh, oh, Psyche of Roadkill Rampage. And then we have uh, Sebastian Bonet. And uh, uh, one third of uh, the Nerds of the Round will be on tomorrow night. And then Thursday morning, we got another episode of The Morning Brew. It's, uh, it's a chock packed full week. Um, you know, we're excited. And then Saturday, we got Tech the Gods on What's in the Box. So, you yeah. know, and, yes, and then yesterday we had uh, the Crazy 10LS, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, and we, ha- we have a show on Friday. That's not live, but it'll air on Friday.
1: Yes, we have a, a guest airing on Friday. Yeah. Um, in fact, what, what was the name of that guest on Friday? I'll let you guys know right now. Um, I, think it's, I think it's Dwayne Moore.
0: My, yeah, I think that's right, right? Yeah, I think yeah, it might we're be Dwayne have, Moore. Yeah, we're going to have some good stuff coming down the pike. So make sure you subscribe. Keep subscribing. Keep subscribing. Tell a friend. Share it out. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't done so already, please sign up for the launch of There's Alien on My Toilet. Issue number three, Aichi. Wow, we're I mean. launching on the 20th of September. Head, you know, the, the goal is to get to 100 signups before we launch. And uh, if you've been watching the live drawing streams every day, Duty has been going on an adventure, to, You know, traveling the world, trying to find supporters for the campaign. And uh, so uh, help Duty let's make this one the biggest one yet and um, you know we're getting close we're getting real close to that 100 mark
0: there you go there you go that's all I got tonight Sammy
1: that's all I got again uh, this was uh, another episode of Cast the Craze podcast you know we are the Indie Creators podcast um, with that said I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera
0: you watch the dream of Medina and
1: we are out <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs>
0: Crazy. <laughs> <They didn't>
1: acquiesce. <laughs> no, I was talking about my friend Laquisa. Oh. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> like, oh. This is what you were thinking? <laughs>
0: oh. oh you, are listening crazy. To to you are listening.
1: to catch the crazy. You're listening <laughs> to Catch the Craig. You're listening to Catch the
0: Crazy. You are listening to Catch the Craig. This <laughs> is
1: crazy. You're
2: listening to Catch the Crates. <laughs> <laughs> girl.